today and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. I want to ask you a question this morning. What is the greatest thing about you? What is the greatest thing about you? I asked Jamie about this this morning. He told me it was that he was just really, really, really good looking. And uh, Val Smart said the same thing. I don't know, there's shallow, shallow people in this church. But I, I want to suggest to you, you know, when we hear from, when we hear from someone like Robin, I mean, not, not sorry, someone like Shannon come up, give a word, you know, when you go to a course from uh, you know the spiritual gifts course from Rob from Robin Lanham or or you know you, the greatest thing about these people is not that they have a gift the greatest thing about these people is that they know God and uh, I wanted you know Shannon actually last Sunday got up and shared a scripture from Jeremiah nine I'd like to um, read it with you this morning and it was Jeremiah nine twenty three and twenty four and. It's funny because I was, I was, um, I'd been contemplating that scripture all week, and uh, and I'll tell you a little story about that soon. Why I was contemplating it, but let's read it this morning. Verse twenty-three, Jeremiah nine. Thus says the Lord: Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Now, for you ladies, everyone okay with me using the masculine? The Bible says man, but let not the wise person glory in their wisdom. Let, the, let not the mighty glory in their might. Let not the rich glory in their riches. But let those who glory, glory in this, that they understand and know me. That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. What an amazing God we serve. You know, I, 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 every, you know every, every day there's a reason for me just to say to myself, how good is God? I, I cannot believe it. There's, there's always, I'll meet someone who says something in my, into my life and I go, how good is God? You know, and, and, and this person, you know, how amazing and how cool are they as well? But, I, you know, the greatest thing about that person is that they know God. And you know what's amazing is you'll speak to people who don't know God. But what's the greatest thing about them is that they were created in the image of God. You know, if you're created in the image of God, the greatest thing about you is when you discover him and get to know him. God wants to do amazing things in our lives. And it begins with us knowing him. I want to tell you a little story about that scripture and how it came alive for me. And uh, I got some fresh revelation. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing where you find yourself sometimes, isn't it? I was I was over in China uh, a week ago, um, and I was over there with the um, with the GM of Gregson and Waite uh, Funerals, and we, I was over there to buy some new chairs for the church. And I tacked on to a trade trip that he was on, and uh, he he introduced me to some people, and we and we did we did a deal and bought some chairs over there. And uh, it was an amazing, it was an amazing time, and 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 
I went to a meeting with him one night. In Beijing, there's a restaurant called Quan Jude. And uh, it's a very famous restaurant. It's a, they serve, uh, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's, this, it's a Peking duck restaurant. And uh, they've been making Peking duck since 1864. And uh, it's been roasting duck using open ovens, non-smoky hardwood fuel like Chinese date and uh, peach and pear to add subtle fruity flavours to the duck. And, uh, you know, with a golden crisp to the skin. Many presidents have eaten there. The famous Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger, uh, met in secret in the 70s with, some, with the Chinese leadership there. So it was a very famous place. And, and the, the guy I was with, Royce, he had a meeting there with, uh, with a um, very influential man in the funeral industry in China. And they had a meeting at this restaurant, and I was just tagging along. And so uh, anyway, there was a meeting scheduled there, and... and uh, we walk into this restaurant and they usher us through the general dining area into this beautiful private dining room off to the side of this restaurant. And, there's a, and I thought it was just three of us. And when we walked into the room, there was a table for 10 set up, big, beautiful round table for 10. And, uh, and out of all of those 10 people, and the, eight, the eight Chinese people, one of them could speak English and, and Royce and I. And uh, I discover that at the table is a member of the Communist Party. And uh, he's the head of the repatriation of people, of Chinese people, uh, for the government, and his whole entourage is with him. And he can't speak a word of English. And uh, I think to myself, ah, this could be interesting. I wasn't kind of sure where the, the uh, Communist Party and Christian pastors were at that point in time. So I thought, this could be interesting. And, and I was recording, recalling reading Brother Yun's book, Heavenly Man, and how he was imprisoned and in and out and doing, and went through quite a tough time with the, with the government. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, I, I, right there under my breath, I confessed Jesus' lordship. And, uh, you know, I said, I believe that the Lord raised you from the dead. And, and uh, just, to, just to make sure if all went, all went astray, my salvation was secure. And because uh, who knows? Who knows? Then I thought to myself, hey, calm down, Josh. This is not even your meeting. They don't even know you're a pastor. Just relax. None of them can speak English. They're just going to have a meeting with Royce, and off they go. And uh, so it was a great, you know, there was all these people speaking, speaking in another, obviously another language to each other, and uh, they were having an amazing time. And, I, you know, when you, someone's speaking another language, you have this great conversation, you're trying to figure out what they're talking about. No clue, but you're trying to figure out through body language. Oh, I have not a clue what they're talking about. Uh, but I, while I was watching these guys eating the most magnificent duck I've ever tasted in my whole life, and, uh, you know, the, the only unfortunate thing was the only thing I could eat it with was a pair of chopsticks, of which I was well below par at using, let me just say this. And uh, so, you know, I could either get nothing or five pieces in a row, and uh, I was more using them as skewers than chopsticks. So anyway, about 30 minutes in... This government official starts, he looks over at me and he starts speaking in Chinese to me. And I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, I don't even know. And, and I look over to, the, to our bilingual friend and uh, he says to me, he says, I've told Dr. Chan that, uh, who's, the, who's the member of the Communist Party, he says, I've told Dr. Chan that you're a pastor in Australia. <laughs> Thank you very much. And... and uh, he says he wants, he wants to know what you know about China. And uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is Tiananmen Square and the, um, and the little 
the little student who's like one of my heroes standing in front of the tank and I thought it's probably not the best starting point. <laughs> we'll keep that one on the down low. And then I remembered a few things. You know, I remembered that um, the Chinese invented paper and uh, I'd watched um, Matt Damon's movie, The Great Wall, on the way over, so I discovered also that they invented gunpowder. And, uh, and then also I, I, I remembered back, you know, when I was at university, I studied um, some philosophy units and I learned a little bit of Confucius theory. And uh, so, so I said to him, you know, I, I mentioned him, I mentioned that, you know, the, that I knew a little bit about Confucius and that Chinese had invented some quite influential things that we all use around the world. And uh, anyway, so I mentioned the great Confucius quote, you know, he says, you know, choose a job you love and you'll never work again. You, prob you probably all said that, but you, you know, probably might not realise that's what Confucius, he came up with that about 500 years before Christ, he said that. And uh, he seemed to appreciate this, that I knew a little bit about Confucius. And then begun, for the next two and a half hours, a conversation between me and this guy about Confucius and Christianity. And to, through this interpreter guy, I don't, know what, I don't know if he was interpreting either of us correctly, but <laughs> it, was all, it was all quite interesting. Anyway, so I, I tried to take some notes because I thought, this is a moment. This is a moment that I'm having, and uh, God is he's in the midst of this. And I thought, anyway... I. I, um, so after, I didn't think that at the time. I was just going, you know, I hope the jails aren't like the Apostle Paul's jail. But afterwards, I thought that was a moment. So I took some notes and I tried to remember the things that he said. And, uh, you know, we, he quoted, he talked a little bit about, um, you know, some quotes of Confucius. And he, 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 I'll get this one right because he quoted them all word for word beautifully. He said, um, he who learns but does not think is lost. And he who thinks but does not learn is in great danger, you know. And we, we talked about honouring parents, you know, and, you know, Confucius was a big, um, a big um, teacher of honouring parents and raising children well. And, and, uh, and I, I quoted to him the scripture that talked about, you know, the first honouring your parent, father and mother is the first commandment with a promise, you know, and, and the promise being you'll live a long life. And uh, so, he, you know, we went back and forth. He, you know, we talked about unified people. You know, I spoke of loving your neighbour and the blessing that comes through us um, dwelling in unity. And uh, so we just went back and forth for, for our, just talking about these two philosophies. And it was just the most engaging time. And I thought, wow, isn't it amazing how, you know, um, the, the things of God are relevant to everyone at all times. And... Uh, you know, he asked me about Australian wisdom and I said, look, we're a very young nation. And because uh, I just, just heard Malcolm Turnbull give the Chinese government a, um, a serving. And I thought, probably not wise to get on board with that. So I said, we're a very young nation. And, uh, you know, we have much to learn in the matters of wisdom, I said to him. <laughs> and, uh, and then he, qu he quotes me this. He says, you know what, real wisdom and knowledge is to know the extent of one's ignorance. I thought, that's pretty good. And uh, anyway, at this point, who knows that the enemy, he's always trying to get in the way of, of what you're doing. And at this point, my good friend, the, my Australian friend, Royce, say, says to me, hey, you've got to try this stuff. He's, and it's this green, seaweedy-looking substance. And this whole conversation is revolved around me. And there's, there's nine sets of eyes looking at me or the doctor as we spoke. 
and, and I've got these chopsticks and I'm trying to pick up some of this green seaweedy stuff that Royce guarantees me tastes good. And uh, I, you know, I, I try to get a little tiny sliver, but no, I get this big chunk, put it in my mouth, and it goes in, and then it comes back out, back into my mouth, and then in, whoop, back out, in, back out three times before I convince that little sucker to get down. All while there's a, there's a bunch of Chinese uh, looking at me going, you know, my eyes are watering, and I, and I just, you know, anyway, I thought... Help me, Lord, right now. Let's get on with it. Anyway, I continue the conversation. I was thinking, why am I here, Lord? What's happening? You know, you know when you're, you're on track and you think it's going well and then something like that happens and it throws you and it threw me for a second there and I thought, ah. Oh. And, and, and the, the funny thing was is they just had a little chuckle. Royce was killing himself. And, and then on we went with the conversation and... Uh, you know, we talked of freedom and health and, you know, in our economics. We talked about the, you know, the knowledge that we have and the knowledge that they have after, you know, um, thousands of years of history and uh, in, the, in that nation. You know, and, and I mentioned um, that when you find and know the truth, I said, we have a saying that says, you know, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And uh, he thought, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. You know, we talked of nation striving. You know, he quoted Confucius. He says, our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. I thought, I thought that's pretty cool. And then I, was, then I was immediately disrupted by the verse that Shannon read. He says, our greatest glory is not that we fall, it's that we keep rising again. And I thought, that's some wisdom in that, but I don't think that's our greatest glory. And... Uh, you know, I was, I was reminded, you know, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. It's, you know, we're very thankful that we have any wisdom, you know, that we have any riches, that we have our health. We're very thankful for those things. But we don't glory in them. We glory in the fact that we know him. Some versions say boast. We boast in the fact that we know and understand him. And uh, thankfully, Matt Damon, he was quite helpful to me at this, um, at this venture. I watched The Great Wall, and then right then, I was reminded of the other great Matt Damon movie called We Bought a Zoo. And, uh, and in that movie, he's talking about how he met his wife, and he talks about... 20 seconds of insane courage. He quotes this thing, 20 seconds of insane courage, of embar- 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery. If you'll do that, great things could happen. And I thought, oh, well, he did me good for the um, gunpowder thing. Let's go, let's keep going. And, and so I say, to this, I say this, something like this. I say, you know, I can see there's much wisdom and truth to be found in Confucius and Christianity. But Christianity is not actually a philosophy of wisdom. It's a relationship with God. And I thought, you know, this, this, is a, this, this kind of silence went across the room. And I thought, oh, well, bringing the handcuffs out. And, <laughs> but he sat there in silence for a moment and he must have pondered. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, and then he said, you know, there's 26 million people in Australia 
and there's 1.3 billion people in China. And he says, tonight, you and I, out of all those people, are sitting having a meal. He says, we were destined to meet. And I thought, wow. And then I'm in my mind, I'm going, how good is God? You know, I'm over there trying to buy chairs and God's doing business with the repatriation leader of the Communist Party. And he just needed a mug with 20 seconds of insane courage. Let's give God a hand. What an amazing... And you know what? The, great, the greatest thing was, you know when you do something great for God? He blesses you. Hey. And just then, just after that, a waiter came in with this plate, held it with two hands, and presented it to me, this plate, this great honour. And on the plate was the duck's head cut in half, open like an orange. And it was this great honour. I thought, thank you, Lord. You are such a blessing. And uh, I, did, I don't know. And it's funny, after we left, I I, um, got in the car with Royce, it was his meeting, and he didn't barely speak two words the whole night. And I apologised to him, I said, I'm sorry mate, it was just, you know, and he goes, mate, that was fine. He says, I didn't know what we were going to talk about anyway. So, um, So, who knows what God's doing in your life? It's amazing where you find yourself, isn't it? But the revelation of that scripture... The revelation of Scripture is so significant. You know, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. You know, we are not the only people on the planet that have wisdom, are we? We, You know, this book contains great wisdom. But the wisdom of God is drawn out of all of humanity because we're all created in the image of God. The wisdom of God is in all humanity. So we, you know, if our claim to fame of Christianity is that we have great wisdom, then I don't think it's enough. It's, not, it's, it's something to be thankful for, but not something to glory in. You know, if the greatest... If you, here's the thing. If you follow these scriptures... If you follow these scriptures, if you follow the wisdom in this word, if you know, if you're if you're a woman and you and you follow Proverbs 31, you know, if you know, if you if you seek the things, the wisdom of God, I guarantee you that you will never live a day without food. The riches, you know, finances will not be a problem in your life because He is the provider. He is Jehovah Jireh, the provider, which is something to be thankful for, but not something to glory in. Let's not glory in our wisdom. Let's not glory in our riches. Isn't it amazing that Jesus spent so much of his time healing people? He spent so much of his time in his ministry healing people. And, and we, we love it when God heals. We see, you know, he ministers to us and he blesses us. And this, when we get healed, when we're healthy, when we're strong, when we can do things, let us not, let's thank God for it, but let's not glory in our strength. Let us glory that we understand and know him. You know, and when, when Shannon got up and read that last Sunday, I was kind of dumbstruck because I was sitting in the prayer meeting thinking about it. I was sitting out here thinking about it. I'd only got home at 2 o'clock that morning off the plane and came to church and listened to Kristen beat me up from the pulpit and, you know, I don't, and, uh, you know I was dealing with that. And then I heard this, you know, the, this scripture was the thing. The word of God was sustaining me through that through that, you know, that harsh word that Christian gave me. And, uh, you know, God wants you to be strong. God doesn't want you to live without. And he wants you to have wisdom. 
You know, the book of Ecclesiastes says money solves all things. Book of Proverbs, it's all wisdom. It's all about wisdom. It's all about making wise choices. You know, we talked about Jesus and his time in ministry. You know, if you follow the teaching of the Bible, you're going to get rich, you're going to be healthy, and you're going to be wise. And I want to encourage you, be thankful for those things. Ask for those things. But don't glory in those things. Don't boast in those things. Boast in one thing alone, that you know God. You know, when I think of, you know, I think of the, the elders in this church, what's so great about the elders? Is it that their life experience? You know, is it, the, is it the, 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 the things that they've done? Is it the fact that the followers were missionaries in PNG? Is it that they're faithful through four senior pastors in this place? Is it the fact that, you know, that, that Matt's understanding of the word is, you know, is, is so deep and, and, and rich? You know, is it the fact that Robin has this, and, and has this amazing ability to speak into the lives of people in spiritual gifts? You know, is it, you know, what is it, you know, is, you know, it, what, what is it, is, is, you know, is it the fact that Bev has the ability to, to just call any person and love on them? You know what I mean? Is, this, is, it, is that what makes them great? Or is what makes them great that they know God? Because God can do great things through you if you understand and know him. He enables you to put fear aside. He enables you to say things. He enables you to take courage when you need to take courage. Have you noticed that in life we, we tend to, you know, when someone talks about your faith or your church, straight away we go to the great things our church does in the community. We love bragging about our community. We love bragging about the good things, our youth group, the fact that we do street reach. We love bragging about those things. But the real brag, the real boast, the real thing to glory in is the fact that the king of the universe has invited us into his family. And now we get to know him. We get to do life with him. We get to speak to him as much as we want. In fact, he encourages us to speak to him unceasingly. See, the battle with life is that we get distracted from glorifying God by all the things that we're trying to achieve in life. So here's the battle. And, I, 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 you know, we know the great famous word in, in, in uh, verse in Matthew 6, 33, that talks about seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Here's the key. The key word in that verse is first. The key word is first. It's not seek the kingdom of God and don't, and don't live a life of healthy, wise, you know, financial provision. He said, no, seek my kingdom first. Because when you seek it first, when you glorify me, when you adore me, when, when, you, when you're in awe of me, then those things become great tools and then they don't become things to glory and to boast about. Glory is what we hold in highest regard. It's what we hold most important. You know, Confucius was around 500 years before Christ and he gave great moral wisdom. I don't know whether he was a good guy or not. I don't really know much about him. I know, you know, I might know 20 quotes of, of Confucius' theory. And, and, but the reality is he said some great things. Hey, if you choose a job that you like, you'll never work again. It's, it's, just, well, it's just a good comment, isn't it? But the reality is, Jesus said a lot of amazing things too that are, that are good life advice. 
hey, he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, he, he said many different things that, are, that, are, that will just build your life. But that's not the greatest thing that he did. The greatest thing that he did is he made a way that we could be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. And I think what the, what the challenge is for us, you know, is that we, we get so distracted in our search for what God provides that we're not living in thankfulness that we simply know him. God is such a great provider, we get caught in his provision and forget about that loving relationship we get to have with him. Isn't it interesting? We celebrate strength. We celebrate Forbes' richest 100. We celebrate the pinnacles of science and knowledge. These are all wonderful gifts of God. These are all great things that he has blessed us to use and enjoy. But we glory, we boast, we adore, we praise, we worship, we have awe in our understanding and knowing of the king of all kings. God, you're going to need riches for the journey you're on. You're going to need to be healthy for the journey you're on. You're going to need some wisdom for the journey you're on, for the mission that you're on with God. They are great tools. But if we glorify them, if we lift them up above anything else, we get caught. And, the, and, the, and our relationship with God becomes at the mercy of those things. You notice when you're having a bad day financially, physically, or understanding-wise, where does that leave your relationship with God? When you ask yourself that question, you get, a, you get a bit of an understanding of who's number one. You understand who you're seeking first. I love, you know, and, and it, who's, who's, who's the man who's, you know, who's, who's after God's heart, David? Just read the Psalms if you're feeling about you're not doing it that well and watch him ride the train of manic depressant about, Lord, where are you? Lord, you're amazing. Lord, why have you forsaken me? Oh, wow, Lord, thank you. You're the giver of life. Oh, you know, we all do it. And this, this man celebrated in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. He did it and he wrote a hundred and, you know, there's a, however many Psalms wrote, written by him. You know, don't burden yourself with perfection. Open yourself to relationship. This is the battle of the church is we get caught trying to create the perfect service. But the God hasn't called us to create a church service. He's called us to create a church community. We're not here to build our church. Jesus says, I will build my church. We are here to love one another because it's our love for one another that people will know that we are his disciples. And the only way you can effectively love one another is if you understand and know God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. You know, at the Last Supper, in John 14, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And Thomas, good old doubting Thomas, says this, says, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? We always are thinking in terms of knowledge and finances and health. Why? Because that's the way to get anywhere on this planet. They are the way. If you're healthy physically, you can walk somewhere. If you've got finances and you can't walk, well, you can drive somewhere. Hey, you need, you know, but if you're wise, you, know, you can ask someone else to drive you somewhere, can't you? 
If you've got those, one of those three things in life, you can figure out how to get from A to B. And Jesus is saying, where I am going, those things cannot get you there. They can get you by down here, but they cannot get you to the place that I'm preparing for you. And Jesus says to him, this is how it works. He says, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. The only way to the Father is through me. Jesus is saying that those things will get you by. But that place that I go to prepare for you, you can only get to through relationship with me. So my encouragement to you today, here's my encouragement. Take some time. Figure out ways that you can celebrate, that you can glorify him and the fact that you know him. I, don't, we, you know, I was at a, a little birthday party yesterday and we were celebrating a little boy who turned three years old, little Jack. And it was, just, it was just a beautiful time. We were hanging out together and I think, how much of our time do we celebrate um, ourselves and our milestones and how much do we celebrate the fact that we know him? This is why we take communion in church each week. You know, as a body, we celebrate the fact that he laid his life down. Why are we celebrating that fact? Because of Jesus' sacrifice, we now have relationship with our Heavenly Father. How are we doing it in our daily lives? How are we seeking him first in our daily lives? Imagine if we get the revelation that wisdom and health and riches pale in significance to the fact that the almighty God of heaven and earth has invited us into his family. Amazing. How good is God? And then you find, you know, I, I, I think of the you know, situations that we find ourselves in and the discussions we have, like I, like I had a week ago, and I think, how good is the adventure with God? You know, this, this world needs adventure it craves it it craves adrenaline it craves you know and, and i think man that you know the adrenaline pumping in me the other night just thinking of whether i was going to survive the evening or not the food and the conversation you know i thought this is cool isn't it it's a good it's, how good is it to have great stories right that glorify him that glorify him how do we celebrate? We celebrate by putting ourselves and allowing ourselves to be used by God and then at the end of it saying, wow. Taking Matt Damon's advice, 20 seconds of insane courage, 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery to, do, to, to, to crack something open and see what happens. That's a reality worth boasting. God and me. God and me, God and us, God and my family. Wow. At the end of the day, this message has got one line. It's all about knowing God. Why doesn't the band jump up? I want to pray for you this morning. And, uh, and I, I just want to, I want to see us, us blessed as a church, as a church community. I want us to learn how to love one another and 
And I think there's a lot of things that we can do. There's a lot of wisdom in the Bible about how we can love each other. There's a lot of wisdom um, about how we can sharpen our behavioural um, traits that can bless each other. But I, I want us just, to, just to, to go out with the challenge this morning to dig a bit deeper in our knowing and understanding of God. Not in our knowledge of God, in our knowing of God. Knowledge is part of getting to know him, but knowing is, comes down to one thing, time. I want you to set aside some time this week, not to learn something about God, not to teach someone about God. They're all great things. Do them as well. But to just spend time with God and talk about life. Just share with him what's going on in your life and ask him what his will is. Because the greatest place you can be, the safest place you can be, the best adventure you can have is walking in the will of God. And the only way that you can know the will of God is simply by spending time with him. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Thank you, Father. Father, we just, we're humbled. We're humbled by your mighty presence. We're humbled by your greatness, Lord. We're humbled that you sent your son to set us free. Lord, we just thank you that we get to call ourselves your sons and daughters, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you are the provider, that you're the healer, Lord, that you're the God of all wisdom. Lord, you're all-knowing, you're ever-present, you're all-powerful, Lord. We thank you for all those things. But this morning, we want to glorify you, that we simply know you. Father, we thank you this morning. And for every person in your house this morning, Lord, I ask that you would touch them afresh, that you would open their eyes afresh, Lord, flood their hearts with light this morning, Lord. Lord, help them to see that you love them, Lord. Help them to see that the greatest thing about them is you, Father. Lord, pierce their hearts with that revelation, Lord. Help us to have a, a spirit of revelation and wisdom this morning that we may know you that we may trust you, that we may take steps of courage, Lord, and that you will be glorified and people will be set free. Blessing on each person, Father, in this house. Lord, we lift up families this morning, Father. We ask that families be strengthened around their relationship with you, Lord. We ask that that, that every blessing, Lord, in those other three areas, Lord, we ask that you would add strength, Lord, that you would add wealth, Father, that you would add wisdom to each of us, Father. We thank you for those things, but we glory in knowing you. So as we worship, Father, we surrender, Lord, we surrender our desires and we choose in this moment to seek first, to glory first, your name, your kingdom, your greatness your friendship. And we go now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship.